0: To Lori Marvis Podcast, and today I have lovely Bethany Stekjanicek from LoveChart.com. How are you doing today?
1: I'm awesome, Lori. How are you?
0: Good. Thank you very much. And thank you for taking your time out of your day for uh, letting me interview you. And the way I like to start the podcast is just to get a a little (laughs) bit of a history of the individuals that I'm talking to, so maybe um, people don't know about you. Can you tell me a little bit about your history and how you came to be the Mrs. LoveChart?
1: Yes, absolutely. So my journey, it's been an ongoing journey, like most of ours are, Most of ours are, you know, lifelong journeys. Um, I was overweight my whole life from kindergarten into junior high, high school, college. I always just was very aware that I was overweight and had some health problems. And um, I didn't really have a lot of self-esteem and self-confidence growing up because of how I looked and how I felt and how I knew I wasn't living uh, an optimally healthful lifestyle. And in May of 2013, I had had enough of that. I was tired of always tugging at my clothes. I was tired of not feeling like myself. I was tired of letting junk food and chips and donuts and alcohol control me. And I had just had enough. And so I made the decision that I was going to change my lifestyle. I didn't know how the heck I was going to do it. I didn't know what to do, what to eat. And a couple months after I made that decision, I discovered Dr. Fuhrman. Um, My younger brother had showed me a uh, PBS, one of his PBS documentaries, not documentaries, uh, PBS specials. And I sat there and I watched it and I was like, how have I never heard of this before? How is this not like mainstream knowledge? And I, I mean, it made so much sense to me. Everything he said made sense. And... I was so excited to jump in because it sounded so um it sounded so doable and so refreshing and so powerful, um, especially with the results. And so I dove right in and I bought the the book Eat to Live and I joined a couple um or followed a couple pages on Facebook. I didn't know that Facebook groups were a thing yet, but um I bought a Eat to Live cookbook and I just started learning all that I could. Um I didn't know there was so much support and so much info and so many, you know, groups. I didn't know that health coaches were even a thing. And so I did a lot of it on my own. And, um, over the next about a year and a half, um, I went on to lose over 80 pounds by following this lifestyle and living it abundantly and getting my life back. Like I was so energetic and so pumped and so, I asked my now husband to join me, um, you know, throughout that year and a half where I was having a lot of success and, and he's like, you know what? I support you as I think it's great. Um, I'm good though. And I just kept on him and I kept on him and tried different techniques in different ways. And about a year and a half into my journey, I asked him to do a hundred day strict nutritarian challenge. Like, just give it a go. Like, let's see how this goes. And he said yes, right away. And I was like, yes, I got him. (laughs) Like, this is it. And, and it was, and so both of us have been diehard, you know, whole food, plant-based nutritarian eaters since then. And we can't help, but share everything that we have experienced and everything that we've gone through and everything that we know now. And we now help others get those same great results and do it full time for a living now. And it, it couldn't be like a better, better fit for us and more rewarding. So So you
0: both do this together.
1: We do. Yes.
0: Oh, that's amazing. So now when you said you dove in so some people like myself I also literally did it overnight but i had a family with three kiddos and that was, there's a whole story behind that how did you have any uh, regrets or concerns or obstacles or did you just like i'm done food addiction is not a big deal i'm over it whatever tell me how that that went for you
1: oh food addiction is uh it's a tricky little beast and you know emotional eating and binge eating and overeating and all that i had just been so conditioned to do that and be that way my whole life. And so, yeah, it definitely was a struggle to get through. And what I found was, cause at the beginning of my, of my transformation, I, you know, that before I discovered Dr. Furman, there was like two months of like trying to figure out what to do, how to do it. And I was kind of researching different types of diets and some of them were fads and some of it was just cutting out, you know, the obvious kind of donuts and alcohol and soda and things and upping my fruits and veggies, but that wasn't enough. Um, So when I discovered the whole food plant-based nutritarian approach, it just made a little bit more sense. And so I'm like, all right, I really can't, um, you know, watch my portions on cake because my body and my mind don't know how to watch my portions on cake. So I had to make a whole food plant-based version of cake now. And that was my new normal. And so I couldn't allow myself really to, um, continue to eat, even in small amounts, the, the refined sugar, refined grains and things like that, that, you know, our bodies don't thrive on. I had to create those alternate versions. And the longer I did that, and the more I, um, committed to that, the further away from emotional eating, food addiction, binge eating, overeating, closet eating, I got. And so that's what I found in my personal experience. And of course there were still struggles in making that change. It wasn't just like, all right, great. I'm going to have a sweet potato cake now and everything's good. It was, um, it was tough, you know, because I had 20 something years of seasoned, you know, emotional eating and, and really horrible choices with my food and stuff. And so it was a lot mindset, a lot nutrition, and a lot of deciding that this lifestyle was going to be, um, something that I was going to live out for the rest of my life, I made that a non-negotiable. And when I did that, I I really, I I just took off.
0: That's awesome. So have you found that with your work, so would you consider yourself a health coach then?
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Okay. So tell me, what have you found with others that you worked with? Is there, what is that decision point? Because that really is, I think it's a matter of the decision that once it's made, what have you found that's a common thread amongst those that you have been able to help?
1: I think there's a common theme, um, but there are also a lot of different reasons why people, um, people want to make a change. A lot of it, um, a lot of it I think does tie into emotional eating. I see a lot with my clients, whether it's group clients or one-on-one that emotional eating is tough and it, it affects more people than I think people realize. Um, so I do think that emotional eating is a common denominator, but on top of that, it may be, you know, the fact that they um, don't feel confident around their spouse, or maybe they can't go down the slide with their kids and something that tugs at the emotions like that. And, and really makes someone feel like, if only I could do this, if only I could feel this, if only, if only I could imagine doing this. And if they can get a taste of that, what they really want their why, um, then they'll have an easier, an easier chance or an easier, um, it's almost easier to make it a non-negotiable and to get that leverage, to keep moving forward, to get your vision, to get what you are imagining, because you can, it's just a matter of first making that decision and knowing why you're making it and having that drive you forward.
0: Right. So you're running away from the pain and going towards something that's joyful.
1: Pleasure. Yeah, in a yeah, in a way. And, you know, not necessarily running away from the pain, but healing it and sealing it, putting it away and then, you know, continuing to live. Because I think so often, too, it's like, and I did this, too. I was, you know, at first I would completely ignore any of my old feelings. I would mask emotions and do all this. And it, it wasn't until I actually... Um, met them and healed them, sealed them, put them on the shelf, said, you know what? I'm so glad that I went through this. I learned from that and I'm growing from it. Now I can breathe and go forward. Right. Absolutely.
0: So when in your journey, did you decide, you know, I've learned enough, this is awesome. I want to help others. What made you make the jump to actually do this for a living?
1: Um, I want to say that about a year, it, it probably was about a year and a half, right after my husband Zane came on board that I started to kind of get my first, um, my first dose of coaching almost, you know, having a live in um, husband that I could be that health coach for and be that mentor for. And that's kind of what, um, what sparked it for me. I, I started the public uh, Facebook page, Love Chard in November of 2014. So yeah, I guess it was about a year and a half. And at first it was just, I need to get this info out there because like I mentioned earlier, when I watched Dr. Furman's PBS special, the first, you know, one of the recurring things. And as I read his eat to live book and many of his other publications and everything, it was like, why don't people know this? Like, how is this not like out there for everyone to, to know and to see and to experience. And so at first it was just like, I needed to share this with people. And, and so I had, you know, the public page for a while. And then I then started a a private group on, on Facebook just for support. And when I found myself at work, I was a produce retail specialist for a grocer and so I was able to be around vegetables and help people add more vegetables to their cart but as I was at work I realized that I can't just do this as a hobby um, it's more than a hobby to me you know I have family members who have had cancer you know runs both sides of the family and um, you know friends who have parents that have had heart attacks and there's been so many things around me that I know that I can address and help and, and help people live better, healthier, longer lifestyle. Like I don't want to lose these people. And so, um, it became more of a hobby or more than a hobby. It was much more, much more than a hobby. And, um, and I just had to, I just had to run with it.
0: So that's, That's incredible. I mean, you obviously found your passion and I can see the joy in your face and when you're talking, how about your husband? How did that come about that he came on board as well?
1: So he was a little bit after me. He was in the middle of some career changes and, and it was at, as he was changing and kind of figuring, figuring out what he wanted to do, he was moving on from where he was and about to start something brand new wherever he wanted to go. And he's like, you know what? I think I just want to I think I want to do this with you. Like, let's go, like, let's change, change the world, change, you know, others' lives, change our family. And like, let's, let's do it. Let's start a revolution together. There you
0: in stronger in pairs for sure. So yeah. tell me some of the fun stories that you've had with your own clients. If you can, if you can share some of the, the experiences and the accomplishments and any lessons you've learned and tell, tell us more about that.
1: Yeah. So I'll start with, um, we do run a six week group program called the roots that we run one or two times a year. And we're going to be starting season five of that in January, uh, this next January. And so many successes have happened in my, in my group programs. People are reversing pre-diabetes. They are lowering blood pressure and cholesterol. Um, of course, all this with a monitor, you know, of their doctor. Um, Uh, reversing prediabetes, lowering blood pressure, cholesterol, weight is dropping off, you know, losing fat, gaining energy, skin is clearing. And what I see a lot of my clients experience is more than just the number on the scale. It's more than just them, you know, dropping a pant size. It's them gaining the confidence and kind of taking off those layers of um, what they might've been hiding from, or maybe, you know, their true, um who they truly were deep down wasn't able to come out because it was it was hidden by you know layers of fat or layers of clothes or embarrassment or whatever it was and i i see these layers being pulled off and i see them truly coming out and thriving and living and i just love to see the the energy and the happiness and the joy of people from beginning from the beginning of the program to the end um is so, so cool to see. And then my one-on-one clients too. Um, I work very, very closely with me with my one-on-one clients every day. We are in touch in some way or another. And then we have our weekly sessions and and stuff as well. And I see so much growth there as well. It's, it's almost more, you know, when you work with someone one-on-one and you're hanging out with them every day, you get deep, you get really close, really deep, and you start to really push and really start to unravel even more um, some of the underlying things that they've maybe been dealing with for quite a while, um, that had got them to the point that they were at to where they wanted and needed additional support and help. And, you know, again, their weight loss and more, um, coming of their own and hitting goals, whether it's weight loss goals or climbing, literally climbing a mountain. One of my clients is, uh, climbing mountains in Colorado and, you know, she's pushing herself. And every time we talk, it's just a little bit more growth and a little bit more, and a little bit more, and a little bit more. And when I look back and see the growth from again, start to current or start to finish, um, it's just so rewarding to, to be a close part of people's transformations, because I know what it felt like to be at the beginning. And I know what it feels like to have that transformation and to be a part of that with someone else is just so cool.
0: That that is amazing. It is. It is very uh, very addicting. They actually done studies. It shows that when by helping people, you actually have an elevation of your dopamine. So hence, I, I get it. I call it veggie crack myself. But
1: oh yeah, veggie crack. I'm veggie gonna have to use word. that. That's awesome. <laughs>
0: and um, so I'm curious, when you have people who first come to join you, do you have any like, what you want me to eat? Just a, a nutritarian, whole foods, plant based diet. What type of resistance do you have, and how do you overcome that for people?
1: So I think my clients come in a, a number of different ways. A lot of times they are already familiar with the lifestyle. Maybe they've heard about it, or they've read it to live, but they haven't applied anything yet. So I would say, I would say most of them are at least familiar with it and know that that is how I coach and how I live, and and you know how I transformed as well. But there are those who are, oh, this girl lost eighty pounds. Like, let's go check out and see what she did. Okay, wait, what? So there's a little bit of that, and you know, there were so many struggles and um, excuses that I had to push through at the beginning too. Um, it, I grew up on a on a pig farm, and so I had to, you know, kind of get out of the, um, you know, meat and butter and milk mindset of how I'd always eight before and, and change that. So a lot of it is just being open to the change and making the decision to change. Because if you think that something is going to suck, and you think it's going to be like so awful and restricting and painful, then it's probably going to be. But if you go into it and think of gaining your life back, increasing energy, you know, um, potentially having better numbers with your blood work and all the things that can come come out of this lifestyle. And when you think of those and focus on those, the excuses and, and, you know, the things you have to work through aren't as bad anymore. They don't seem like they're such a struggle to get through because you have all of this at the end, you know, that you're, that you're going for and shooting for. Um, you know, when people transition to this lifestyle... You're fine. Okay. Um, people transition to this lifestyle in their own ways um, you know, I think some can jump a hundred percent and overnight. My husband did. A hundred percent overnight. Um he was fast food, Red Bulls, alcohol, soda, chips, everything. Uh smoker, everything. And overnight he quit it all. It wasn't just nutrition, it was smoking and alcohol, I mean, within like a uh, I think a week or two period, everything. And so some people can do that. I was a little bit slower in my transition and then I, you know, got real, um, I kind of toned it up a little bit, you know, as I continued to progress. And some people are even slower than that and that's okay. Um, I think that everyone needs to know their whys, know they, where they want to go. And if it takes a little bit of baby steps at first before you can really get going, um, then that's okay, but know that eliminating the non-healthful things, whether it be food, actions, behaviors, the quicker you can do that, the quicker you will see results. The better results you will see. Um, so I think there's, you know definitely challenge yourself um, and push yourself forward, um, but also, Learn, adapt, and apply to suit your lifestyle as well.
0: So, what are the first action steps that you tell your clients to go ahead and start with?
1: The definitely the first one is we need to make the decision. So, if there's if you're still not sure and you still don't know if you want to lose weight or you don't know if you want to do this, then the, I would say that is definitely is the first step, making the decision. Um, the second one would probably be to my advice would be to cut the crap. And by crap, I mean, I'll I just refer back to Dr. Furman's list of top 10 and top top 10 best, top 10 worst food lists. Go through your fridge, go through your pantry. If anything is on that top 10 worst food list that increases disease, you know, increases weight and, and is just really overall not helpful for us, get it out, clear it out because it's not moving you forward. It's not getting you to where you want to be. And it, it will most likely hinder you from from getting there um, at the pace that you want to go. So I would say clear that out and really increase, you know, anything on the opposite side of that list, the top 10 best foods. Um, he talks a lot about G-bombs, greens, beans, onions, mushrooms, berries, seeds, and nuts, uh, seeds slash nuts. Um, and so focusing on building your meals around those foods, I think is another another huge key. Um, and then the third thing would probably probably be to, get rid of the, um, the portion control mindset, the restriction mindset, the, um, deprivation mindset. This is a lifestyle of abundance. This is a lifestyle of quality, variety, quantity. And when you think about it in that way, again, those are very uplifting, encouraging, like positive things. Um, and I think that is a lot of a reason why people don't want to try a new quote unquote diet, because diets are temporary. Diets are not sustainable. Diets are restrictive, but this is not a diet. This is a lifestyle. This is your, and it's not even just a lifestyle. This is your life.
0: You're exactly right. I couldn't have said it even better than than that. And I've been doing this for years. So I'm curious. So you have someone who comes to you and they're saying, Bethany, I need you to help me. I need to get started they're eager they want to but then they have someone at home you know I the ones that they they say they love them but that you know they're the the silent saboteur you know they're making comments and doing things and bringing stuff into the house what do you say to those um, folks to have how do they help themselves by dealing with these individuals what advice do you give
1: Mm-hmm. I, um, have a lot of experience firsthand since my husband didn't come on until a year and a half. And not that he made comments, but it was just, you know, he was, he was supportive in that he was, he, wa- he loved what I was doing for myself, but didn't want to actively be supportive and partake. So a couple things, you know, I really encourage my clients, you know, I work with with clients, they are my client. So I want them to focus on them first. I think a lot of the times the struggle, if you have a spouse or kids that you, and you want to transition everyone at the same time, it can be tough if you aren't, um, a little bit seasoned or, or have a control over this lifestyle. So I always recommend, or what I typically recommend is to, to get yourself right first, because if you are, um, if you are where you want to be, and you are comfortable, and you are a pro at whipping together, you know, a soup or a bean burger or something, and you have gotten your cravings under control, and and have discovered true hunger and all these things, if you have done that yourself, you can better than lead by example and love by example, but also kind of be that um, that mentor in the house for someone to, you know, for your other housemates or family members to to look up to. Um, and then as far as dealing with the comments and things like that and, and having to live with someone who is um, not super supportive, it really a lot of the times is having others that do support you. Because like I said at the beginning of my journey, I didn't know that there were groups. I didn't know that there were health coaches. I didn't know that there was a support system out there for me. And so a lot of times, even though my husband never made any really negative comments towards me, I did feel alone a lot. And I did struggle and I did, you know, order a pizza and eat it by myself and hide the box in the garage and then cry myself to sleep. Like I did those things by myself because I didn't have anyone to reach out to and, or to vent to, or to call or to, you know, um, be that support system. So I would definitely, um, you know, and if it's not a one-on-one coach, if it's not a group program, something, somebody, a group of people who have, who are living this lifestyle, who have gone through these things before, get support because, you know, like you mentioned earlier, having support is, there's just, it's second to none. We all, we can't do this alone, and you shouldn't have to do this alone. You shouldn't have to.
0: That's exactly right. And it's unfortunate that so many people do struggle with that family element. Now, what about, I'm sure you must have clients that have children. And kids tend to be a little bit more difficult. What do you tell them to get those kiddos to eat more of their veggies and start moving into this lifestyle?
1: Mm -hmm. So Zane and I don't have kids yet, but what I do recommend is what are their, what are your kids' favorite foods? Is it mac and cheese? Great. Let's make a whole food plant-based mac and cheese. Is it taco night or nachos? Great. Let's do that. Is it burgers? Is it fries? We can do whole plant-based versions of all of their favorites. We can hide spinach in things. We can, you know, hide flaxseed, you know, ground flaxseed in a in a smoothie or in banana ice cream or whatever it is. So there are ways that we can start to incorporate things, even if it's not a hundred percent overhaul overnight. There are ways to, you know, kind of hide and get these things into our kids so that they can grow. Um, grow to love whole foods and, and get a little bit away from what is, you know, refined sugar is just everywhere and in everything now. And, um, so I, I think that, you know, in, in making, um, in making those substitutions with the whole food plant-based items, I mean, or, or dishes, you really can do it with anything. You know, I, I eat pizza, I eat burgers, I eat, you know, nachos, I eat lasagna. I do, I eat all these things, but they're whole plant-based versions. And so there's always a, generally always a substitution might not be exact, but it's a really great substitution. And it's not going to leave you feeling, you know, jumping off the walls from refined sugar or laying in bed, you know, bloated from dairy or whatever. So there are alternatives. There are substitutions. There are whole food, plant-based cookbooks out there specific to kids and families. And so I would really encourage them to, um, start making some of those things. And again, even if it's a transition, you got to start, you got to start applying it.
0: Right. It's a matter of action steps. You're actually, Mm -hmm. so I'm curious, I forgot to ask earlier, where did you get love charge from?
1: So that my husband is behind that. I wanted something that was, you know, that talked about, um, working hard and also having fun and we used the pun work hard play hard love hard and made it into work hard play hard love chart because is this is this lifestyle work yeah it is you know it's not as easy as going through a drive through and picking up you know a, whatever um it is work but when you also play and have fun and have that positive energy and and the positive mindset and be optimistic and you know, one of our old business coaches years ago said, if you're not having fun, then something's got to change. And I see that so much with, you know, um, a lot of people who are living this lifestyle and coaching this lifestyle is that we have a lot of fun. You know, we make it fun. We're taking selfies with an ear of corn. Like we're doing like fun, you know, <laughs> making songs about, you know, rap songs about vegetables while we're making bean burgers at home or whatever. Like you just got to make it fun you do have to put in the work and the time, um, and then you have to love your vegetables. So that's kind of where the work hard, play hard, love chard came in. And then when Zane came on board and helped me, we just kind of turned into, you know, our, our community and our followers started calling us Mr. and Mrs. Love Chard, and it just stuck. And um, it's, been a, it's been a really, really fun fun ride. It's been rewarding. Um, this whole lifestyle from my transformation until now it's been the best experience. And the best part of it is that it doesn't end. (laughs) Like it's not just something that happened in the past that I'm like looking back at like, this is my life and it doesn't end. That's the best part of it.
0: So where do you plan on bringing your uh, brand now? What is your your future goals?
1: So what we do right now, we do group programs and one-on-one and where I see us moving is more of, I need to help more people. I need to get the message out to as many people as I can. And I need to, to grow more broad than, um, than where we're, where we're at now. So what we have been talking about and what we are working on and plan to release in 2017 is a membership site. So this membership site will be filled with all things, whole food, um, coaching calls, recipes, um, new dishes, articles, blogs, um, tools, downloadables, do it yourself stuff, um, all kinds of things so that people can have that support system, have that community, have that monthly, um, monthly support. You know, we plan on doing a couple group coaching calls each month. So people can feel like they have that support and somewhere to go to, um, but maybe not, have to feel like they have to invest in a one-on-one coach. Um, So we're able to, you know, really spread ourselves out and bring in and hug tightly more people. And um, I I really just want to see this, this lifestyle, whether it be nutritarian or, you know, a little bit more broad whole food plant-based people need to be eating more plants. People need to be fueling their bodies and, filling their bodies with what we are meant to thrive on and that's whole plant-based foods. And when we do that, we see decreases in diseases. We see decreases in illness. We see decreases in weight. We see decreases in fat. We see increases in all the good things that we want to see increases in. And so I would just love to, um, I would just love to see more people embracing this and experiencing what I've had the pleasure of experience. Um, and have, have people really, um, really eat to live.
0: Exactly. Eat to live. And so you're talking about ripple effects into the broader world. What has happened in your family? Have you had any other family besides your husband choose to go this lifestyle?
1: Yeah, we actually have. And Zane and I were just talking about that the other day too. You know, at first it was, when I was first transitioning and I would go to family events, I was just so focused on like myself, what am I going to eat? So I brought my own food and, you know, people were looking and Oh, Bethany's on another diet, go figure, you know, we'll see how this goes. And what they saw was that I didn't quit. And, you know, years and years later, here I am. And I bring a whole cooler of stuff for everybody now. So I'm bringing hummus and black bean brownies and all kinds of stuff to family events. And, and yes, I've had, um, uh, aunts, cousins, my mom, um, our close friend circle—now almost all of them are whole food plant based, or at least more than they were, you know, a few years ago. And that's what our, you know, get-togethers are like now. It's definitely—they um, may not be a hundred percent, but they are definitely more than they ever were, and they continue to get more with each holiday. I kind of see that, you know, people are are really watching and looking and trying new things. And that is just really, really good to be able to share that with family. And, and then to, you know, like I said, even expand more to strangers that I don't even know. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been really great to be an influencer in our family and just, you know, the lives of, of people in general.
0: That's fantastic because a lot of times people will meet resistance and they're the only one for a long time. And, um, so that's pretty cool. You, but you do have the personality, though, that people get excited about talking to you about stuff. Oh,
1: thanks! Absolutely. I try. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. So you just mentioned um, seeing, excuse me, family and the holidays and social events. So, what are your um, best tips for giving someone if they're going out to eat or they're going to have a holiday meal with someone who is not eating this way? What do you suggest for those individuals?
1: Mm-hmm. So this comes up a lot, especially now around the holiday times and. You know, I hear so much that if people want to make a change, oh, you know, I'll wait until after the holiday. And then after the holiday, it's like, oh, I'll wait till after my friend's wedding and, oh, Easter's coming up and, oh, summer's here. Like, oh, there's always something. So I definitely encourage you, don't, don't let the holidays or parties or restaurants or something deter you from living this lifestyle because we can work around it. With that being said, um, we did create restaurant ordering cards. So on the front side of that is all of the food groups that we can eat. So fruits, vegetables, uh, beans and legumes, nuts and seeds, and whole grains. And then the back side is a note to the chef explaining our lifestyle and explaining uh, what we don't eat. And please feel free to use any of the ingredients on the flip side of this card with spices and herbs. And so those have worked really well. And um, if it's not a restaurant and you're going somewhere, I always encourage you to prep ahead and think ahead for yourself. So if you have to bring something, if you have to shove, you know, 12 clementines and, you know, uh, black bean brownie in your purse, do it. You know, I bring hummus and veggies and grapes to the movie theater. I don't care. I'm not ordering popcorn and butter, you know? So you have to, um, you have to kind of think ahead and take care of future you so that when you get there, you, you, you had it planned, you know, you four days ago planned for this moment and, um, you're taken care of, you know, and then give kudos to yourself for that and mark that off as a win and keep going. Right.
0: Absolutely. So as far as you were talking about all these different things I hear you're making, so tell me some of your favorite recipes, what are your favorite things to do there?
1: So I talk about this a lot too. When I first discovered the Nutritarian, the whole food plant-based Nutritarian lifestyle. Um, I ordered Dr. Furman's Eat to Live book um, as well as his cookbook. And the two that I made all the time that Zane is like, you're going to get tired of those things were goji berry chili and black bean brownies. And it was very important for me and for me at the beginning to get my food right first um, and then work on maybe looking at some of the things that are, um, you know, nuts and seeds and dates and things like that, that we don't want to over consume on. Um, I really had to get my food right first. So at the beginning, did I have like three, four five black bean brownies in a day? Yes. But I wasn't having three, four five Snickers bars or, you know, milkshakes from Dairy Queen or whatever. So I really got my food right first. And once I did that and I was away from cravings, I was able to, um, you know, really kind of tighten up my nutrition in, in ways that vegetables were king and salads and G-bombs first, and then the other things kind of fell in. But uh, black bean brownies and G-bombs definitely were my go-tos when I first started. And now I've really, um, I've, man, I really am loving the gourmet salad every day. Any salad's the main dish. And I hit about a pound um, every day on salads, and they're never the same. Um, and I think one misconception people have about salads is You know, when you go to Applebee's or Chili's or any restaurant and you order a salad, it's like iceberg lettuce. It's a limp tomato. It's like maybe like a dry carrot with ranch and croutons and cheese. So like that's the idea of a salad. And when people hear that I don't eat ranch and croutons and cheese in their mind, it's like, so you're only having iceberg lettuce and like a carrot. Like, so I think, you know, changing the outlook of what is a gourmet salad, what does a whole food plant-based nutritarian eater salad look like? And it's jam packed with stuff. I mean, I, at at most, I maybe have like 30 ingredients in there. I'm just like put, just putting stuff from the fridge. It's not always that big, but, um, you know, focusing on, um, making salad, the main dish. And when you look at what Dr. Furman suggests in, in the G bombs and having G bombs every day, when you focus on making every meal around that, um, they really can be abundant. It's not just greens. It's, it's romaine, spinach, watercress, arugula, collard greens. I mean, there's tons of different things. Same with beans. It's not just like black beans that you're eating every day. It's all the different varieties. So when you think of all the variety that's within the G-bombs, you really can do a lot of things um, and prepare those things in different ways, too. It's not just cooked beans on a salad. Maybe it's hummus or maybe it's a, uh, a bean-based you know, based dressing to make it creamy or maybe it's roasted chickpeas you know, with, um, with seasonings and vegetable broth, you know? So there's different ways that you can make things, and um, so I would say, yeah, gourmet salads, man, are, they're my jam.
0: <laughs> Your jam, that's great. As far as you mentioned um, getting away from cravings, how long did you notice that it took for you to stop having cravings for those foods?
1: Um, I'm trying to think. Um, it was it was probably a while because until I really got to. Um, those first couple months after I made the decision to make a change, I was really just reducing those kinds of things and increasing vegetables. And when I discovered the whole food plant-based lifestyle in Dr. Furman's PBS special, I ordered the book. And as I got to go through that, it was really like, gosh, I really should stop thinking that a little bit here and a little bit there is fine. And I really should just focus more on, you know, the good sweets or, you know, dates and fruit and, and unsweetened coconut and things like that. So overall, you know, I don't know, a, a, probably a few months to be honest. Um, because I was really in the, I, I was a terrible, terrible eater. Every meal was fast food, donuts, chips, a lot of sweetened alcohol and, uh, you know, liquor and things like that. And so I was very, very, my body was very toxic. Um, and two, there were times that I slipped up as well, you know, in my transition at the beginning where. I let that stuff back in. And then it's like, Oh crap. Like I have to detox from this now, or I have to get back to where I was before and kind of get the stuff out of my system again. So there were quite a few of those at the beginning too, that I had to really work through. So, um, the most important thing is to keep moving forward and don't let one thing, one slip up one fall derail you because that's life. It's going to happen. But again, with a support system, having someone there that says like, Hey, I've been there. I felt, but like let's go. Like, let's keep going. We got, we got places to go. We got goals to hit, you know? Absolutely. Um, so keep, keep moving forward.
0: And so did your husband, what, did he notice anything different? Did he lose weight? Did he have other th- cravings stop? What, what happened with your husband's health?
1: Yeah. So he had very, um, since he's, he stopped everything within like a, I, I want to say it was like a 10 day period, everything overnight, he had a very, um, Uh, very bad withdrawals, which is common when you switch from the standard American diet to a whole food plant-based nutritarian lifestyle, you are detoxifying your entire body. Um, You don't have to do a special detox or do a special cleanse. This lifestyle is naturally detoxifying and naturally cleansing. And so his body took a hard hit and it was a few weeks for him. um, But he was so strict for that hundred days that he was able to get... um, start to really take an upswing a lot longer than I, or a lot quicker than I did because he was so strict. He was a hundred percent and, and I, you know, fell here, I fell there. And then I got a little bit more strict. So, um, definitely with looking at both of our experiences, the quicker you stop completely and just really move on and focus, the quicker you'll be able to get out of that and really see the benefits of this lifestyle. Your taste buds, you know, change a lot quicker if you're not even introducing or allowing any of that you know, refined stuff and fried stuff and salty stuff and things like that. So he was able to even experience food tasting better at a much quicker pace than I did at the beginning, because, you know, I still kind of had stuff here and there. So, um, so yes, he, um, he, uh, he, headaches and, um, you know, irritability and, you know, all that those first, probably three weeks, maybe even into a month. And then after that, he was like, gosh, I look, it was almost kind of like he woke up refreshed, you know? And after all that cleared and was able to have a clearer mind and, and more optimism. Cause at first he's like, Oh my gosh, like, what am I doing? Why would I, this is awful, you know, withdrawals from everything, you know, the alcohol, cigarettes and food, all of it together. And, you know, it was me saying like, just kit, just keep with it, keep with it. You'll see, trust me, like, no, don't add salt to the goji berry chili. Like, please just trust me. And and he did. And, and what he found was that, yeah, I mean, you just got to keep pushing forward. And when you reach, when you kind of get over that hump um, and you start to, and you see the other side more clearly and more, more vibrantly, it's like, it's like a no brainer. You're like, okay, well that was worth it. Cause now I feel better than I ever did or ever thought I did before. Like that level of what you feel and what you experience and your energy and your thoughts and everything is nothing that for me personally that I've ever experienced before so the fact that I'm there now, why would I ever want to go back?
0: Right, exactly. And you know, I always I always tell my patients, the moderation kills. So mm-hmm. that's a definite. You wouldn't tell an alcoholic it's okay for you to go have a little drink on the weekend. You know, mm-hmm. it's just insane. So I, I really appreciate your time. I know I'm pushing up on the 45-minute mark here. But as far as where can we find you? It's uh, in your website. And where are you on social media? Where, where can people mm-hmm. find you to get help?
1: Yeah, the most um, most interactive, I would say, is our LoveChart community group on Facebook. It is a closed group, but you can just request to join, in, and we'll let you in. Um, we have a LoveChart page on Facebook as well. Um and all of this can be found at lovechart.com. It's kind of our home base. You can get to our page from there, you can get to our group from there, you can get on our email list from there. You can download your emotional eating workbook completely complimentary from there. And also all the details for our group program and one-on-one are all at lovechart.com as well.
0: Perfect. And when will your membership forum be published, you think?
1: We are hoping for spring of next year is the tentative plan. We do have our group program that we are running um, before that and some free challenges and some other um, mini masterclass series and stuff like that before that. So um, yeah, I would, the the goal right now is the tentative launch for that will be spring of 2017.
0: Perfect. And so, Any last bit of advice you would give someone who's listening to this and going, well, this is intriguing. What would be one piece of advice you'd really want to stick to someone? Or if you had a billboard and you had that billboard to tell someone something, what would that be?
1: The first thing that came to mind when you asked that was you are worth it. Because I know a lot of people, a lot of my my clients, and especially me at the beginning, I didn't know if I was no one told me that I was worth health. No one told me that I could live a better lifestyle. I just always felt like this is it. Like I'm, I'm, I'm an obese, you know, girl with a ton of acne and no self-confidence. Like this is my life. And it's not like you are worth so much more than, than you feel right now. And you can feel so much more than you do right now. So I I just want to encourage everybody. doesn't matter, you know, age, gender, where you live, nothing like you are worth, the most optimally healthful lifestyle possible. And I was able to reach that. And so many other, you know, hundreds of thousands of people are able to reach that with a whole food plant-based lifestyle. And so I, I, I want you to know that you are worth it. You do deserve it. And what do you have to lose besides, besides weight and (laughs) your lack of self-confidence? I mean, what, what is there?
0: There, Then that's the one thing I always tell people too, is like, of, the many, many patients that I put on this diet, the one thing I've noticed is there's many, many benefits and there's zero side effects. So there's nothing yep, on my prescription absolutely. that I could do that with. So, you know, at yeah. the end of every podcast for the day, I love to give an acknowledgement and say thank you for everything that you've done. And for all those people that you've helped and future help, it sounds like you guys are going to just take on the world and, and spread your message. And it's going to be wonderful. And if you ever need any help or need anything, just let me know. I'll be happy to do what I can. And uh, again, thank you for your time. I really appreciate it because I know that absolutely it is uh, you know tricky, especially if you have a lot of coaching clients and things like that to 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 work around in my own schedule as well. So I appreciate you being uh, patient with that.
1: Absolutely, thank you so much for having me. I have I've just loved our talk today, and um, I th- thank you for allowing me to be a part of your podcast. I yeah. really appreciate. It was a lot of fun. This has been a, a blast for sure. So. Awesome.